You know, this week's episode is the definition of bittersweet. A great discussion on music in the first half, talking about Brent Fies' new single, which, you know, mixed reviews on, and also a retro review of Vince Staples' 2017 album, Big Fish Theory. But on the second half, we have to get into the George Floyd verdict and what it means going forward. Without further ado, episode 55 of The Transition. Welcome to the transition episode fifty-five. Alice Kaprinsky, Dimitri Williams, brrr, it's in the studio. Night. It's that kind of well, night. It's that kind of night. We 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 got some energy tonight. Not like last week where I was on my deathbed because of uh, COVID nineteen. <laughs> we are we are back in action. We're feeling good and back with the transition. Of course, the only way to spend your Friday evening, at least if you're us, that's crazy. We've literally done this like. 40 Fridays in a row. Like every Friday, we've really been here. <laughs> Isn't that kind of crazy when you think about it? Has it only been 40? It's, I mean, because we, re- we did the restart at the like reboot? episode 20. So yeah. even less than 40. We're at like 30 something right now. When like was 34. the reboot? In May? Uh, yeah. Kinda. I thought we were almost like a year through this thing. Okay. We, I don't know. I can, hold on. Let me go back and see what, ep- like when we released episode 22. But, but that's kind of crazy that we've been doing this like that consistently, like every, every single week. Friday. Like, if you want to know where I'm going to be, I'm going to be behind my computer recording the transition. Like, <laughs> it's a guarantee at this point. They say after I think what is it, four weeks, it takes to form a habit. We're we're way further than that. We, we have <laughs> progressed. Um, let me see here. Episode. Hold on. Hold on. That's August twelfth, twenty twenty. So it was in August that we that we rebooted. God. Episode twenty one, we literally called reboot. <laughs> Creative. <laughs> yeah, we we kept the last episode before that was March twenty sixth, twenty nineteen. Wow, <laughs> that's kind of wild. That's actually kind of wild. Um, but yeah, so we're we're almost we're almost lapping it. I mean, yeah, you know, just a few close. more months and we're gonna hit the year, which is really actually pretty impressive. I don't think I've done anything this consistently hit my life never in my life <laughs> whatsoever so uh the transition is the one constant in my life other than that everything just kind of deviates i might work one day might not work another day who knows <laughs> oh man all right so before we dive in we actually have a, a pretty decent amount of topics to talk about i'm really excited to talk about the retro review but before we dive into that alice caprinci how was your week Very i know nice. you were sending emails at like eight <laughs> A clock today and it's yeah, currently eight fifty one. It's gonna be it's gonna be kinda nasty for the next probably like three or four weeks. And then, I'm not gonna lie, you've been saying that for the past like three months. <laughs> Never stops. Yeah, you're right. I gotta stop like putting the wool over my own eyes, man. I was gonna say you gotta stop setting the false expectation. Yeah. Or, or yeah. are you serious though? Like like next four weeks like it's kinda gonna slow down a little bit or are you just capping? Nah, so I think probably five. Once we hit j- June one june 1 through august that's is that is that the reboot of the fiscal year for you guys or what yeah just stuff tends to slow down insurance renewals kind of tend to fall in kind of uh, i guess one one six one okay. five one but the summer the summer tends to be kind of light which is people nice. are just out living they're not worried about their insurance yeah now most of your <laughs> most of your stuff has hopefully been been placed at that point so we kind of always want to have it insured for the summer that's true like you don't want to be worried about insurance in the summer for real 
Yeah, like, we, we wants to take vacation. Yeah. yeah, like what insurance? Yeah, we want to take that. vacation. We worry about that too. in the winter. Exactly. So I yeah, we're gonna get a little bit of relief. Hopefully, come uh, come summertime, I'm gonna blow like that. all of my vacation Pause. days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and just kind of, which is gonna be nice. I'm excited yeah. to take like a couple weeks, plural. Which is gonna. Are be you great. serious? I'm gonna have to because I'm not gonna want to do anything in the fall because I'm gonna go to kind of a new position within the company as part of the rotation. Uh, oh so, yeah, fact you're on the rotational. Yeah, so I got twenty some odd days, so that's four work weeks or something like four and a half or f- something damn near five work weeks. That I'm gonna get to kind of mess around with, which is gonna be great. I feel like you're not gonna take those all sequentially though. I can't take them. No, I can't do it sequentially. But I, I was about to say because when you said no, weeks, I'm be. like, wait, so you're just gonna dip out for like three weeks? Five That's kind of wild. Yeah, I'm gonna sprinkle them through the summer. So I'm hopefully gonna do one in June, two in July, two in August, which is two gonna... in July. That's kind of yeah. crazy. You're not gonna work half the month. No, I'm or half of August. That's do people do that? No. I was gonna say, are you are you sure? About, I was comes back. I was comes back. Yeah, so I no longer work with my former employer. <laughs> Yo, they gave me vacation days. They don't tell me when and when I can't take them. I just got to do mean, it at yeah. some point, bro. I feel like you're gonna get caught in like the. It's gonna happen, yeah. I feel like you're gonna get caught in like the. All right, I got this scheduled, and then like you're not gonna be able to take all of it. Probably not, but you that's know. That's my that's my the corporate Dimitri opinion because I do not see that happening unless you go on leave. <laughs> like, I guess, bro, you got I like mean, a week max before we're like, all right, Alex, you need to stop. Playing. Well, the thing is, you know, I, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna like I would take my computer, but I'm gonna be like gone. Like I'll answer emails at night and stuff and in the morning. But okay, that's something. Yeah, but I want to. I legitimately want to take four or five, however many work weeks. I like I'm maxing out my vacation in the summer. That's crazy. Okay, I mean that's a, that's that's a strategy some people employ. Like you just grind all through, and then you just kind of take it all at once. And I'm kind of trying to decide how I want to play that. Like I saw, I haven't really. I've taken like one day, like so far in 2021, and I'm like, wait, we're almost five months into this. Like I kind of have to start using these. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I don't know. I'm more of like the three-day weekend, four-day weekend type of guy because it's like, I don't know, unless I'm going somewhere, like for real going somewhere, I just feel like in terms of like just getting a like a rest, I feel like that's the that's that's the, that's the most I need because then by four days, I'm low-key. I'm like, all right, like I kind of got to go back to work. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> like I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Um, Is that crazy? Am I not? N- well, I don't know. I, I I haven't. I mean, I've been six months and I haven't taken one day off thus far since October. So I don't really. I'm saying. I don't really know. I feel like I'm going to have anxiety if I take a week off, which is why I'm going to be <laughs> on my computer exactly. regardless. Like, I'm not going to be able to take five days off and come back on Monday. And, and not look like, at your computer. It's going to be impossible. Yeah. Especially if I'm going to take multiple weeks in the summer. I mean, it's going to be spread out. It's not going to be like back to back to back. But of course, of course. It's going to be one of those things where you're going to have to. I think we're all we're at the point where it's difficult to just drop things for five days nah. straight and just say like we're going to leave this. It's tough. Yeah. Even if you're not like a like a manager of other people, like no. even just as an individual contributor, it's like we kind of need you to contribute, bro. Like that's that's part of your. <laughs> that's yeah. what you do. <laughs> Vacation's kind of a scam. I feel like, but it. It very much so is. It's and it's like I don't know. It depends on your company and like kind of how they help they they build the perception of vacation. Because some companies are like, no, take your time 
And then even then, it kind of trickles down to like how your manager feels, like your direct kind of report feels about it. Because some people are very like, yeah, go ahead, do what you got to do. And some people are like, well, do you really need to take it? Do you really, really? And then yeah. they kind of kind of blackball you that way. Um, so I don't know. It's it's very like touch and go. So yeah, I don't know. My, I don't know. My, Tough. I, no, my manager is super dope, and she would tell me to do whatever, whatever the hell I want. But I don't know. I, I like that. I wouldn't be able but to do even, it even myself. So, yeah, so it's like exactly. <laughs> Even yeah. so, you're kind of like mm. doesn't matter. Oh man, that's crazy. Okay, Cor- corporate hamster wheel, man. Cor- that's what I'm. And this is oh man, this kind of goes right back into what we were talking before the podcast of like, bro, absolutely no time. I don't know. That's crazy. We can get into that another episode. But um, what'd you do? Th- my I'll week. Th- then recover just, from the Rona. I was gonna say, it literally, was just spent trying to get my strength back up. Dude, I even felt it in my legs. I was like, hold on a second. I'm not as – because, like, you know, being sedentary, like, for, like, eight hours out of the day, nine hours out, of the, nine hours out of the day, you kind of lose leg strength. Like, not going to lie. Like, running up my – like, I, I don't have a ton of steps in my house, but I have two flights that I have to go up to to get to, like, my, my back cave. And it's like, <laughs> dang, that's kind of crazy that I have to go up, like, two steps. And you feel that when you get to the top. But back when I didn't have Rona and I was like working out, like you're kind of active, you're moving. But I haven't like I haven't lifted a weight. I haven't done anything like I've just been living for the past two weeks. And I realize how important physical fitness is just to like maintaining a life. Like I I can't believe there's people out there that actually don't work out, like do not work out and just live life and think that's good enough. I'm like, do you know how weak you are? Like, actually, (laughs) no, like I'm not even trying to like make anyone feel bad, but like, I, I, like I looked at, I I remember going back from um, like how I, um, how I felt just working out kind of my regular Dimitri routine. And then now like post, I mean, and granted Rona obviously sapped some of my energy, but just not working out. I'm like, damn, I feel like I'd like this, this, this jug of milk is kind of like, kind of on the heavier side like yeah if i had to move some furniture right now i don't know if i could do it which is i don't know it's it's kind of crazy it's just something that's that's interesting to sit back and kind of think about of like wow like you really have to keep up on things or like they will fall to the wayside i don't know i just it's as the as i get older if i had to say like one kind of large overarching lesson that i've learned in the past few years of being an adult it's like you really have to take care of everything like which which sounds obvious but i think when you kind of come from like college and stuff like that where your life is a little bit kind of on a track things are kind of taken care of to a degree when you get out and you kind of have to and i'm only i'm i'm still with training wheels on right now when you get out and you really kind of have to like make sure you're keeping up with everything like you're keeping up with your fitness you're keeping up with proper eating proper sleeping habits like all these different things it's like dang and this is important to me like leading a healthy happy life like Jeez, come on! Can I guess? Can I pay somebody to do this for me? Come on now! Yeah, like I don't know. Element, can I pay? Yeah, I wish you could, uh, like, subcontract that out. I I, w- I wish I could get a virtual assistant to take care of that for me, but I can't. Like, there's just some things that you have to do yourself, and it goes right back to what we we're saying. Just not enough time in the day. So, um, definitely gonna get back into working out this week. I feel awful just off off the strength of that. Of like, man. Like my body is just it's 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 not operating at at peak functionality or peak function right now that it could be. So I don't know. That was my week. Just kind of realizing um, how much um, <laughs> how, how, how much physical fitness I've lost.
You gonna say something? <laughs> you gonna say something? <laughs> oh, we gotta edit that out. <laughs> I just want to know. I just want to know. Why would you yawn on the mic, man? Man, there's a full stretch and like, ah, like, what are you on right now? I'm tired. <laughs> Yeah, oh my god. We got a ways to go on this podcasting thing. Even now, 30 episodes in, we're we're still like we're still bush league. Oh my goodness. That was that was that was really funny. I'm like, let me stop talking and see what he's going to do. Man's yawns directly on the microphone. Oh, now he's over there checking his phone. What is he doing? What is he doing? I'm looking at the big fish. Oh, get out of here. No, he's not. Anyway, <laughs> getting into what we have to talk about for the retro i'm leaving that in too no i won't i'll take that out that was crazy but that's funny that, though, was that, just crazy. Happened. <laughs> that was actually kind of wild anyway but getting into what we actually have to talk about this week we're gonna do a retro oh, don't just pull it up now we're gonna do a retro review of <laughs> vince staples vince staples 2017 project the big fish um I went back and listened to this like in the dark today, like gave it the full Demetri listen. Dark. If you guys aren't transition veterans, you don't know. If I'm really gonna sit down and seriously listen to something, I t- I cut off all external stimuli. Like I sit in a dark room, put the headphones in, and I just listen to it. I don't, and I mean, I might my mind wanders obviously, but I try not to multitask and listen to music if I'm really trying to give it a serious listen. Um. And there's not many projects I do that with. Like, I did that with The Good Kid, Mad City, and you guys saw how long that episode was of me just being like, oh, then there was this and there was this. Could you really kind of dive into it and listen to it on uh, such a, a deeper level when you kind of are in, you don't have, you know, anything distracting you visually and you kind of cut off anything else that you could be doing in terms of like a multitasking sense. So very important if you want to um, kind of get some good, uh, some good listening time in. Anyway. So moving to the project itself, first things first, I haven't listened to much other Vince Staples other than this project. I kind of want to say this is his best project just based off off this one. I don't know what Prima Donna sounds like. I don't know what FM sounds like. But this project is really good. And it's better than I remember it being because I listened to this when it came out. But I only gave it a quick like, you know, skip around type of listen back in 2017. Um, obviously thought the cover was very cool with the little goldfish and I'm like, ah, that's kind of funny. Um, (laughs) but, uh, it's, it's just really good. And I'm like, man, it made me really miss Vince Staples. I'm like, I I really hope he dropped something this year. Uh, and it also made me want to go back and listen to his other stuff that he, cause he has like, he has, he's kind of one of those rappers that has like a lot on SoundCloud, like has a lot of like unreleased, like weird stuff that's just floating around the internet um that's good like i remember he had this one song beretta uh coretta uh no no no, beretta scott king and he sometimes does like play on words with like guns and like social leaders and i'm not i mean a little bit of social commentary there i guess um and it was i remember it was just fire and i'm like and you can only find it on like some obscure youtube channel or like a soundcloud link or like a dat piff mixtape type of like you know platform and i'm like man this dude has a lot of music out there low-key um but going back to this project, I mean, it was just from just a forget the lyrics, honestly, because I, I like I was listening to lyrics clearly. But to me, that wasn't even the best part of the album. It was just the overall audio experience, I guess, of like he almost has the JPEG like him on JPEG Mafia on a track might be like my head might explode because he has that same type of 
take a sound and start with a very simple bass and then build on it and then build on it and then build on it and then it comes in it, it comes into its own and becomes this really weird complex beat and on top of that so jpeg's whole thing is that he uses kind of like regular sounds he, he like the, what you always used to tell me about like the pencil tapping on the table then he turns that into a beat crazy saba does stuff like that too very simple kind of like everyday sounds turn it into a beat what i like that what I like that Vince Staples does is that he kind of takes classic sounds from like video games, from movies, from, you know, kind of general sound effects that you would hear and you have heard before. So it kind of sprinkles in a little bit of deja vu, nostalgia kind of feelings. And then he takes that and then twists it into a beat. I'm like, wait, hold on a second. That's really dope. <laughs> That's actually really dope. Uh, I mean, I think I heard like a Halo sample in here, like Halo, the video game. Yep. Could have swore I heard a Mario in there somewhere. <laughs> like, it's very reminiscent of a lot of things from from childhood. And I mean, Vince Staples is kind of around our age, so I mean, our childhoods were very kind of similar, just in terms of the content um, we were consuming. So that was, I mean, honestly, that was my favorite part of the album, just kind of listening for things and being like, wait, I think I've heard that before. Then it turns into a beat, and I'm like, oh, this is crazy. Um, and it's it, it was just a really enjoyable listen. Like you said, not too long. Um, some, I mean, the, the, he had some obvious classics on here. Like Big Fish like exploded when um, it came out in 2017. And I remember listening to that a lot. Uh, but even aside from that, uh, Love Can Be, I was I forgot how good that song was. <laughs> did you catch the Ray J feature on there? On the I did not, end? actually. There was a Ray J feature on there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a long song, though. I'm not going to lie. It felt like there was a few people on there. Maybe there like was. two, yeah, two or three. Yeah, I forget who the other one. I know there's a Ray J feature on there too. I don't know all the female vocalists on this project no. too, but they were and he doesn't really list the good. Features, so I'm kind of like, it. I have no idea. No, I have they no were idea good, who this though. is. <laughs> yeah, no, they were all like well placed, well timed, really interesting mm-hmm. kind of features though. Not normal with, I guess, what you kind of expect within hip hop either. Not at all. Um, but yeah, yeah, right. Obviously, classic. Another one that kind of blew. Yeah, another classic. Uh, back back. Forgot how good that was. Party <laughs> people. Forgot how good that was. Um, rain come down. Even the last. Yeah, I was gonna say even the last yeah. song, "Rain Come Down," um, was also really good. I'm like seven forty five. This one didn't miss. Yeah, I didn't. It. Yeah, it really didn't. As as you go back and look, I'm like, there's no bad songs on here, and I'm like. It's I don't know. It's I keep saying the same thing because I feel like it was just that much of a, of a of an epiphany or realization. Vince Staples really is like that. He really is like that. He's he's one of the better artists out. You would like, like I, his, yeah. You would like his discography if you went but like Summertime '06. Um, what else does he have back there? I love so Kelkin Wait, Prima Donna. Mm-hmm. It's all really mm-hmm. good. Like there's no there's no bad music. He did some stuff with Earl Sweatshirt back in the day too. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, that's really dope. That actually goes right into my next point that I kind of wanted to bring up. Of on top of like the video game beat in a good way, not like the Playboy Cardi way, um, that he does, and kind of like those nostalgic um, pieces. He also he has a lot he has a lot of like odd future esque golf wang esque production to him and i'm not sure if i'm the only one hearing it but like that really heavy just bass coming in like it's so it's so like early to it's like it's so much it's so um kind of odd future early asap mob kind of vibe to it um and i guess that kind of dates it because i mean this was in 2017 so those type of influences still were very prominent in 2017 not so much now four years later um but i really like that because it, it definitely 
it dated the music, but in a cool way of like, oh man, like this was kind of popping around 2015, 2017 ish. Like this is kind of how people did things a little bit. Um, whereas you don't really hear that too much anymore. And if you do, it's kind of few and far between. Mo- most people are going to default to the 808. Um, they're not going to kind of go with a much heavier hand in terms of the production. But I liked when he did that on, on, on Big Fish. I thought it was very well placed. And I think his voice kind of almost has like the 42 Doug thing going on of like very kind of like nice to listen to, very um, specific in terms of the type of place he grew up. Like you can hear it. You know, 42 Doug, you hear the the New Orleans, Louisiana in him. Like, you know, Vince Staples, you hear the L.A. like Long Beach, man. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. I like it. His his music just has a, it's bursting with personality. Um, and I think overall, that's my theme of, of what I really loved about this album. Um, kind of going long on it now. So I'll wrap up my kind of mini part on it. And I, I'll probably leave this one eight, 8.25. I mean, it was really good. <laughs> Yeah. It was really good. I, I, I mean, I really need to give it kind of more listens, but I mean, off two, three listens, I th- I thought it was really solid. Yeah, I don't know. It might be dumb. I'm at like a nine <laughs> on this. Thing. No, I don't, honestly, I don't blame you because I kind of was going in that same direction. I'm like, oh, can I really give this a nine though? There, it's just like I don't know. It's both. I'm not sh- like there's no there's no uh, there's no bad there's a there's no bad songs, but there's nothing wrong with it. But B, beyond there just not being nothing wrong with it, it's all just like unique, interesting, kind of weird music that's just ends up playing really well. His flows are unique. His voice, like you said, is unique. His delivery is different. It's just got a lot going for it. And it's unique while at the same time being very consumable as well. I thought this album was very easy to listen to. This wasn't one super easy to listen to. And it's almost he. I mean, this might be the master class of how to walk the line of being commercial and not commercial at the same time. It's perfect. Because it's it's excellent because I could see so many of these songs being on a Sprite commercial, and I can see so many of these songs me bumping over and over in my headphones. And I really don't listen to a lot of kind of commercialized mainstream music or enjoy a lot of commercialized mainstream music. And it's just he he just he turns it into that so well. He satisfies both sides um yeah and that's that's very impressive i mean similar to the you know what this is like similar to how we heard freddie gibbs and you were like oh wow this kind of like the freddie gibbs we've never heard before on big boss rabbit of like up tempo but still kind of freddie gibbs at the same time vince has had that mastered since like forever forever like he came out like that with that with that mixture which is kind of (laughs) crazy No, I don't think he's appreciated enough. Oh, no, no. Like and I remember all. you you in your defense, I think you call uh, I mean this might be on the original pod, but I think oh, you gee. kind of gave him props of like being one of the like kind of upper echelon artists in the the game at the time and I'm like Vince Staples though? Like Sprite guy? Like really Vince Staples? <laughs> yeah, that guy, right? Yeah. yeah, and you're like, yeah, Vince Staples. and I remember because it was kind of Vince Staples and Rick Ross that you were touting at the time of like being up there. And I was not convinced, but I'll give you your credit for this one. Vince, you, you you got him right. Vince Staples. I mean, he's he's legit. I put them like I put, oh, I should say him above like Griselda if I'm like tearing, which I don't know if you necessarily crazy. agree with. But Kind of crazy. I don't know. That's a, that's a great discussion, though. I don't know if Griselda's ever come out with a record that's better than this necessarily. I don't think Benny... Benny's project that we that we really enjoyed mm-hmm. is what oh God I'm blanking on the name of that thing. Uh, uh, Burden of Proof. Burden of Proof. Yeah, I don't think that was as good as this record. 
I don't think anything Conway has come out with is as good as this record. Tough. West Paper Side Paris? as well. It's a really good album. I think I prefer this over that, though. That's crazy. And those are really good projects. Everything we just named are, are all, like, yeah. you know, eight or above. I mean, I think I, I think this is arguably better than, like, a KOD or something like that. Like, Wow, I you're like going that, that far. Yeah, I think it's wow. right up there. I think at least they're equal in quality. <sighs> wow, okay. If we're talking like that, I really got to sit down and listen. And now you're – this is the thing, and that's what I was going to say. Like, now we kind of have to get into, like, the meaning behind Big Fish Theory, like – why does this album exist? Gotta and I don't think I've, a little bit. Yeah. I don't think I've hit that layer of my listens yet. I know it's probably there because I, I, you listen to it, you kind of get bits and pieces of here. It's like, oh, hold on a second, what did he just say? Yeah, you know, you kind of have to put it together. Um, and that, that's that's remains to be seen. Especially when you're going up against J. Cole, who makes those like type of concepts so easy to grasp. Like, I don't know. Ooh, that's a good. We might have to talk about that on a, on a on a future podcast though. Big Fish versus KOD. I think that's a good matchup because I think we did. Um, I mean, we did do KOD, but we did Forest Hills Drive versus Good Kid, Mad City, and that was Tough. a wash. Yeah, it was kind of a wash because Good Kid, Mad City is like one of the best like musical pieces ever put together ever. Um, but KOD versus Big Fish Theory might be a good matchup. Kind of similar time period as well because KOD was 2018, Big Fish was 2017. So. Kind of like tough. A, it's like a 15 seed going up against a two seed, but I think I think this album has a lot to offer. Whoa, hold on, who's the who's the who's the two seed? Ah, I don't. Oh no 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 no. Uh, Kod would be the two seed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This would be a 15 seed. You think so? From like pure think, po- from pure popularity standpoint. Oh, oh yeah. You from know what from I mean? popularity, yeah. This does not get really talked about like KOD does. I don't know. Yeah, it's like the big massive program coming out competing got against you. like the mid major. Got you. Got you. The mid major, I should say. That's like yeah, going very, up against very, Ohio. Yeah, that's like very good, but no, but just not enough people like nobody knows what no, they do. Dominated their conference, but nobody knows about it. Yeah, it's just like not the not like the sexy choice. So the nobody gives it a lot of plays. Champ. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just great fundamental basketball, but excellent passing. Yeah, <laughs> no, I feel you. I, I like that. I like that comparison. Kod is like you know Duke, yeah, like Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. like Col- Cole's gonna put something out, and they're gonna get on ESPN regardless. So it's like regardless, win, lose, or draw. Yeah. Ah, yeah, we gotta have that discussion. I think that's a that's that's a really good debate. I think two parts: Griselda being underneath this. And underneath Vince as a person, I guess, as an artist, and then also KOD versus Big Fish Theory. Who you got? That might be, you might, you might y'all might have to give us that one in the comments or or, or reach out to us and ask us about that. Oh, this would be a, such a good uh, discussion to have on with Nick when he when we when we get him on the pod. I'd be interested to hear his thoughts. He would definitely take Vince over J Cole. He seems like that type. <laughs> I'm not going. Yeah. He seems like he's always pulling for the 15th. Seat. He's like bitter against J Cole though for some reason. He so. doesn't like J Cole. That's the thing. He's a J Cole hater. Yeah, I said it, Nick. So yeah. that's that's kind of that's kind of tough. Yeah, we yeah we might not want to bring that up to him. He after, was so though. mad when Snow on the Bluff came out. <laughs> Why? Why was he hot about that? Yeah, he, he just thought it was. Stu- I don't know. He he thought he, he thought, thought it was stupid. Yeah, he was he was all with like rhapsody and all that stuff. But but as a song though, it's excellent. It's a great song. Yeah, Dude, it it just objectively like it is. I don't know. I mean, even if you don't like the content behind it, the way he put that together uh, and the come on, stop it. No, yeah, no, he hates to hate. It's fine. 
Oh, Nick, that's we we got to get Nick out. We'll bring him back. Place. We'll bring him back on next week. Yeah, yeah. we we got yeah next week we're gonna have Nick. We got to get Nick out the sunken place now. Well, it's yeah, getting yeah. out of hand. But well, we're gonna have to do the Kanye triangle, and then the uh, then we can talk about J Cole too. Because I'm gonna be right. on his side, I think, on Kanye against oh against yeah, yourself, it, I'm, but... yeah, I'm gonna have to pull out my knives next next week, yeah, <laughs> next next Friday to yeah. to to battle you guys on Kanye because you guys are. You you drank you drank too much of the Kanye Kool Aid back in the day, and I think it's still in your system. It makes good music, man. I'm not I'm not even gonna get into that right now. Yeah. Any any closing thoughts you want to put out there on Big Fish Theory before we move on? We've been talking about that for like half an hour. That's crazy. I don't think <laughs> so, man. Crabs like this album from Crabs in the Bucket to Rain Come from, Down from from first to last. Yeah, <laughs> is really good. That the in- I don't know. It's what I think. This is one of the more. I love the intro. I don't know. The album was paced. What do you think per- of the interlude? I was just yeah. I was just about to say. I think the album's paced perfectly. I think the interlude kind of came in at a, at a nice time, and then I don't know. It kind of transitioned to the uh, to the latter part of the album very well. I think it's rare now that you can kind of get these kind of albums that seem like they're very uh, what's the word? Ugh, kind of I don't know. Just there was a lot of thought behind what went what went into this he picked his songs carefully and you could just tell by the final product so i loved it like i said i'm gonna kind of stand by my nine and that's kind of all i have to say okay standing by the nine fair enough Ooh, standing by the nine hold on hold on did i just okay never never mind they didn't get that they didn't get that that went over their head that that went over their head. Anyway, like a Boeing seven thirty seven. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway. I'm, I'm, let me stop. Let me stop. Um, <laughs> and th- this one is complete. I talked a lot in that big fish theory. This one's completely your topic. This next one, Brent Fayez came out with I'm a single. Brent, <laughs> I really yeah. don't. But uh, it's. I mean, we you listen quickly, to it. I did not. We can quickly talk about Brent. Um, no, take your time. I know you. No. Want to, I know you want to talk about him for a while. Cool. No, we're gonna, we're gonna quickly talk. Well, we got a whole second half, so we're gonna quickly talk about talk about Brent. I know how much you loved this. Uh, you absolutely loved this new track with Georgia Smith that he came out with this past week. Um, I guess a couple of points. It's it feels like his sound that he's aiming for on this next project is get definitely gonna be much more. Uh, much more commercial high budget and much more toned down yeah we're feeling like a little bit of like watered down chocolate milk kind Mm, of uh like a like a not not like a true chocolate milk like almost like a uh, like a yahoo exactly (laughs) you know what i'm saying yeah yeah, I, I don't know. I I don't mind. So like, I love I love this kind of sound. You take I, what you can get. I, yeah, I, with singers with singers and stuff. Like, I appreciate like vocal tone. I mean, his the themes on these are not as interesting. I don't think as what he was doing on no. his last album. So it's if you're, not. yeah, but I don't know with with like singing and stuff. Like, there's none of that song. on there. Yeah, know? but like, I don't know. Even with like stripping down thematically and stuff i think his tone is <laughs> i think his tone is spectacular like his voice is really cool like i could kind of just like no it like is. you said it, like turn the lights off listen to listen to him sing and it's fine it's not like hip-hop i think where you kind of have to have or at least thematically be on point for you to 
have a have a decent tracker at least for what we're looking for you can do it sonically but i don't think it's as prominent as with kind of an r&b type artist where you can kind of live off of sound a little bit more than uh than content and you can be okay and get away with it so i'm not i don't know i'm not as upset i don't think this is this isn't where i wanted him to go i don't think this is like like dangerous at all this is kind of like a very safe play he's going to make money off these records these records are going to get a lot of spin um it's it's going to be good for touring it's going to be good for for promotion it's going to be good for instagram comments but it's just not really kind of the direction i necessarily wanted him to go it doesn't mean it's bad it just doesn't mean i don't think it's necessarily peak of what his potential is or where he was trending towards after the last full-length ep came out hmm Interesting. I got to walk my hip hop take back a little bit too, by the way. People do make a living sonically off of uh, off of some records. I don't think that's really good hip hop a lot of the time though, but they do make mm-hmm. a living off of production and uh, and kind of melody. But just a lot kind of actually. Asterisks next to my, my take. Yeah, there. but those aren't, yeah, but that's not like, that's not the type we're talking about like griselda hip-hop like kendrick good. hip-hop like good hip-hop it, right like <laughs> more and and not even just to say good but more traditional i think yeah. it's like the um um kind of what was i gonna say well first of all confirm or deny do you listen to brent faez in the dark or do you listen to him <laughs> in well-lit rooms he's like he does really good music to like like i don't know like fault like if you like podcast like type fall asleep music too if you put on like a brent fires record and you're and just that's not like sauce good. is it <laughs> you tell me <laughs> you, t- you, you tell me. me you tell me <laughs> i mean i'm i'm, I'm, uh, I'm we're, 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 we're gonna leave that for we're gonna leave that for <laughs> another day i don't think i don't think we want to get into that discussion <laughs> Gonna get what's, your, what, 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 what's your next question? My ne- <laughs> what, what, what's your next question? No, my next question is <laughs> so in terms of ah, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. It's it's kind of tough because you I, I hear I I hear other okay. Let me start here objectively like when you're when i'm standing back and looking looking at brent fires and where he is now i almost want to say he's already in terms of in terms of straight up just what he's putting out there not in terms of the reception or you know what he's getting in terms of um you know from fans i i kind of feel like he already sounds better than the weekend i'm not gonna lie like in terms of of just straight up voice i'm like this dude is like legit talented yeah yeah like he's legit talented um all jokes aside um his career could have went a completely different direction which is kind of funny to think about like he could have started like from where he started it could have been completely different he's just getting on this now but if if he was kind of on this way from the beginning oh my goodness i mean who knows what he could be that he could be what the weekend is right now um but yeah. you know we're not going to get into that but as i but to to kind of go further on that as i listen to it though knowing oh this is such a this is such a small kind of like i'm almost like nitpicking to be honest but knowing what he's been before 
and to what he's come to now, that's why it's disappointing. If he had started here initially and just kept progressing in this direction, I would be like, okay, that's just kind of what he does. But then you got a taste of, you know, F the world and dead man walking and like all these other really interesting projects and other things he can do outside of the box. It's like when he kind of goes in the box, even though he is so good at it and he can he can do that with the best of them. I still feel disappointed somewhat. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm not sure if that's me, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, this is an interesting record, though, because it's with his collective called Sonder rather than kind of off of one of his solo releases. And I'm going to just read the Apple Music description real quick. From my understanding is basically this is kind of a group that Brent formed with uh, with two other kind of producers back in Maryland. They released a full length back in 2017. So this is kind of part of their collective is what this record is uh, coming along with. So I don't know if his solo material is necessarily gonna go gonna go this way, but this kind of sound is very kind of similar to what they were it releasing is. in 2017 it's it is, isn't it? yeah like it sounds like the type of sound that the that his i guess group or collective came out with two or three or four years ago now or whatever that may be interesting so, so it kind of it kind of makes sense as far as what they had historically so, been doing it's in line i kind of picked them up late then i kind of picked them up midway through rather than the very beginning no, no, I think you're right, because when he did his solo material, I completely agree. He went weird. He went dark. It was different. But he's always sprinkled these, like, poppy-type records mm -hmm. into his yeah. discography. Because I think yeah. we've we've talked about Brett in his interviews, too. It's like he doesn't kind of uh, put him in that R&B category, necessarily. He makes music that he likes. He doesn't like being labeled as kind of an R&B. And I think that that's that's that fluctuates that's a fluid situation yeah. music that he likes can be one thing one year and then another thing another year i think is yeah, what we're looking at 100 percent. if i want to make a pop record i'll make a pop record if i want to make an r&b record i'll make an r&b record it's whatever and he's also made it clear that he makes music for himself too so which is interesting because this feels like <laughs> he's making music for others a little bit necessarily yeah but he's made it clear that he makes music that he likes. He's not out here trying to find or fish for a sound that that he thinks is is popular. He thinks other people want to hear. He's been very direct in that he makes records because he wants to make the records, not because anybody's telling him to make it. I could believe that, but now he's starting to get a bag, though. <laughs> like, now he's starting to get that recognition in the past two years or so. And I, I just, I mean, I, I, I appreciate his genuine nature, but I just wonder how much that has an effect, even subconsciously, of, oh, I make this type of music and people are just very receptive to it, you know? Maybe I'll keep making that type of music. And, and like I said, it might not even be him, you know, innately thinking that and playing like that chess game. But I just it's it's nice when you get a good reception. It's nice when you know you're doing things that are easily digested, I guess, to a degree. I don't know. I just think it's interesting. Yeah. It's like, why didn't he start doing this a year ago? I don't know. I think it's an interesting marketing question, too. Right. Because I think you can you can broaden your net and then come back in once you've captivated a larger audience. That is, that so is true. I don't know because if, if I was trying to do that and I don't know, because I'm not getting pushed from like a major label or really anything. So how am I going to get my sound out to as many people as possible? And then kind of once I cultivate my brand with 
a larger group of people, then I can kind of tighten up a little bit and people will kind of know me, know my sound and listen to the music that I want to make rather than kind of really not knowing me because they didn't want to find this niche of music originally. They wanted the more accessible type sound, but now I'm on their radar and I can kind of move a little bit more how I want to. So I, I don't know, from a marketing perspective, I think it makes sense too, but... Yeah, if you really break yeah, if you really break it down, yes, it does. You know, it's almost like the um uh pay to get the kind of like the full game strategy of like we'll we'll tempt you with a little bit, then once we bring you in, then we'll really try and kind of lock you in in a way. It's almost like you give people a little bit of what they want. Um like a planned scarcity almost type of deal. Uh that's interesting. I, I don't have know. No idea though. Like I don't know. No, wanna, I, yeah, yeah, that could be completely wanna... wrong, but that's it's it's an interesting point to bring up though. It's an interesting thing about. We're going to have to do another Brent Fires episode is what this is sounding like. He's a really interesting dude. <laughs> it is it, a really interesting study. Yeah, him and we should do it we should do the Chance the Rapper episode at some point as well. That but. one as well. Okay. So so decent song if if you're um kind of looking for that, but for for me it's just not my cup of tea. Do you want to rate it before we move on? Oh, I haven't done a track rating yet. I mean, it's like a pop R&B record. So I think it's like a 7.5 like or 8. Like, it's a good song. Mm-hmm. I his, agree. Yeah, his vocals are good. Georgia Smith is amazing as well. She's one of my favorite female artists. So Very underrated. Very underrated. I think Drake Georgia just Georgia Smith hasn't her. really gotten much like recognition since Drake. Yeah, I was going to say she was on those OG kind of Drake records. But other than on, that... Um, she was on Nothing Was the Same, right? Yeah. Predominantly? She, I don't know. She, uh, let me take a look. Because she was on the. Nothing p- Was the Same or Take Care, I want to say. She was on the. Uh, heavily featured on the playlist to uh, More Life, I think. She was on that was record she? a number of times. Okay. Okay, got you. Um, well, as, as you're looking that up. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, there you go. So is, I didn't mean to cut you off. Her. No, go ahead. I remember listening to this record. Lost and Found came out in 2018. Ooh. I don't know if you probably can't see that because of the glare. I remember Lost and Found, though. That record I remember absolutely loving. I haven't listened to it since 2018. I oh, don't we're think. We're putting that on today. Yeah, but tonight, I, rather. And she's actually got one coming out, apparently, in 2021. Mm. So. Okay. The comeback. Okay, Georgia. <laughs> yeah. That might be another artist that we can dive into a little bit of their discography. Um, but let's transition since we're forty minutes. In. Jesus, <laughs> let's. I know. Yeah, this is kind of crazy. We we almost. I borderline wanted to just say let's talk about this next week, but I I, I do want to get to this because it's so fresh. George Floyd verdict. This is the transition. Bam. Let's let's talk about what's going on in the social the social sphere now. George Floyd verdict got handed down Wednesday. I believe it was Wednesday. Um, came through that they found they the jurors have found Derek Chauvin guilty on all charges. So that's I think like neglect and third degree something all the way up to second degree murder. Um, so it's looking like Derek is going away for the rest of his life, basically. Because, I mean, he's what, 40, 40 something, you know, middle aged dude. He's probably going to get about 40 years off this. Well, we'll we'll see you later, Derek. 85. Nobody's worried about Derek Chauvin. I'm sorry. You're or he'll probably die in prison. Most likely. Um, Once people get a hold of him, to be quite honest, <laughs> there's a there's a lot of Derek Chauvin haters out there Um, with which is very much in line because he deserves every single bit of the hate. Um, But. 
the aftermath and the buildup is what I want to talk about. Not even so much the actual decision, because we all know what happened. We all know why he deserves those charges. Like those were right. We don't need to debate that. But the buildup to get there. I mean, it was like I felt like I was watching in a, the election. Like I felt like like that same bated breath, that same. Oh, my. I felt like you were watching Game 7 NBA Finals 2016 Cavs versus Warriors. You know, the election like it was it was that type of like edge of seat watching the TV, waiting for it to get handed down. I haven't been captivated by a trial like that since what? Casey Anthony? Probably. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, probably. I mean, you you could say OJ before that was like the uh, the original, like, captivate the entire world with the decision. And like I was saying, um, or like we were saying, I wasn't really t- paying too much attention to this trial because I didn't want to get wrapped up into it because it's just going to keep talking about the same things over and over and over again. It's like, man, I this is going to, like, take over my life if I really, like, keep watching this. I'm going to be glued to my TV. Similar to how you were when, like, Rona was out. It's like, that's all you watched, and it just kind of consumed you. And it's not good. It really isn't good to get attached to this 24-hour news cycle. Um, but then the verdict is about to get handed down. And, I mean, every news channel, every possible outlet is is just waiting. I mean, people are sitting outside in George Floyd Park waiting to see what's going to get handed down and then it finally happens and i'm like i it, it was it was great to see because it was the right thing that happened but i texted you that by that same night of like man it felt like we just pulled up from half court and banked in a buzzer beater to win like the ncaa championship like i'm sorry to keep putting things in sports terms but I, it's it's it, that's what it felt like like it felt like we just barely scraped through like and it wasn't even one of those that goes in cleanly. It was like circle around the rim, almost yeah, roll out. Yeah, it was like Game Seven Kawhi versus the Sixers. Like fade away in the corner, like got three bounces and then went and then dropped. Like it was one of those, rather than man. Okay, yeah, we really did this and we can feel good about it. everybody. In everyone's heart, they kind of felt like, hold on a second, this might not come through, which is crazy. But this might not actually go in our favor. And that's just so depressing. It's so depressing to to actually sit back and think about that of like, man, just to get accountability for your actions. It was just it's this much like rigmarole. Um, So so that's the first thing you want to comment on the build up before I I move on to the next thing. How did did you feel like the, the hours day leading up to it? I did the I did something similar to you in that I I don't know I I know what happened like <laughs> I know I don't know like I I wasn't glued to the TV I knew I knew what needed to happen I didn't want to get caught up because that kind of stuff normally just frustrates you I think more than more than helps so I was much more kind of uh, passively paying attention than I think I was actively kind of having the trial on and it's tough too because like we talked about when you're like doing your nine to five thing it's hard to like pay hard attention to, pay attention to this to stuff yeah like and have Which sucks yeah i'm because everything's happening during the day and it's like i can't have like cnn on like in my background the entire day no yeah that's the thing I mean, when it comes to work i'm very much kind of like so I've, I've been trying to do it recently because I, I don't like just working in a, a it just kind of feels depressing if you're just working in a room silently. I'm kind of trying to get to the point where I can work and like listen to something at the same time. But something like this, that's so enthralling. You can't do I'm, it. I'm going to end up not working. I'm going to yeah. end up just like, wow, that's crazy. Wow, that's what they really did. Like, you know, you're going to almost get a little bit too enthralled. 
And like I said, that sucks that that's the case because um, this is very important. Um, but it's like uh, the bandwidth is just so constrained. But okay, so you you kind of followed a similar strategy. Yeah, like I I don't know. Like I was of the opinion that it's like that there shouldn't have been that much kind of I guess uh, uncertainty in the mm-hmm. like I was. Like, you know what sh- what needed to happen, right? right. So it was like, I-, I don't know. Like, I just, there was no point in my mind. Hey, guys, water is wet. Yeah, like, I don't know. It, <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot of, like, like with OJ, it was, I don't know. It wasn't, well, some would say it was <laughs> it was cut and dry, but mm-hmm. others would say there was this more is, like. This is like another level of cut and dry, though. Like, I don't know. There's one answer to the question here, right? So I don't have two to. Two si- four. I don't have to sit through, like, testimony and stuff to know, like, wh- like, I saw it on Twitter. Like, there was no, like. I feel what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like, there's just, I, I didn't feel the need to, like, have to sit through that and watch people try to, like discredit george floyd and i it just wasn't something i was interested in i saw what happened it was kind of literally we all kind of witnessed a murder over nine minutes of whatever on our timeline so it's like i it's just one of those things i didn't feel like i needed to kind of run through the evidence to figure to like form an opinion on like Mm -hmm. it was there for me and i know what it was so that was kind of my take yeah Okay, so then the verdict Sorry. gets handed down. No, that's all right. That was good. Uh, the, so the verdict gets handed down. Aftermath now. This Now this is where it gets crazier. As this verdict is being read, another police shooting is happening in Ohio, I believe, timeline-wise, or at least in, in, in the hours right after or ve- like that same afternoon, basically. Makia Bryant is shot and killed by a police officer. And I'm talking like from what I've seen and what I've read, almost like a Tamir Rice type of situation, like pull up, don't even like, you know, try to deescalate the situation any type of way. Shoot her four times, kill her. She had a knife in her hand, not, you know, actively threatening, you know, about to stab a police officer, had had a weapon, basically. And it's just like. It's it's just like you could feel all the air just get sucked out of the room. And at least at least that's how it felt to me. All the the positive and it wasn't even positivity. It was more kind of like, you know, United States, you're, you're still terrible. Don't get me wrong. You still got a ways to go. But like, OK, like nice. That, that relief. That was nice. It was nice to, to nice to see. And just, I mean, as soon as you're trying to celebrate that, you don't even get the rest of the day before you're seeing hashtag Bakia Bryant, hashtag, you know, it's just just like, oh, man, I don't know. I don't know. So uh, the aftermath of the, the, the verdict was just completely just negated by the disgust that you felt after that. And it's just, man. I mean, this is we used to talk about this like, oh, man, every week, every month, every whatever. It's like every day now. Some I mean, Adam Toledo, same same thing. Makia Bryant, same. It's just like, is this just a daily occurrence in this country now of just like police using lethal force incorrectly? And it's just, man, I don't know. It Just the more I talk about it, it's just the more I feel the same way we've expressed on the podcast before of just being very just like shit i don't know where we're really going with this to be honest you know you you get a, a step forward a small step forward honestly because it's like with george floyd there was so much evidence 
there was just so much evidence. It's That's like what I'm saying it's like even Johnny know. Cochran is gonna look at this case and he's gonna be like, yeah, we can't we can't finesse this one. Like even even I can't finesse this one. You know, it's unfinessable. Then you just as soon as you get out of that one, which is an obvious way it should go, you just get another one on top of that. And by the time we're even done talking about this podcast, another it's just like, ah, oh, I I don't know. So so through that, I I feel like I can't even. Not even that the verdict, the George Floyd verdict was something you should really be enjoying. It was just more something you should kind of just be experiencing and kind of taking in of like, okay, you know, all right, that's 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 what just happened. You didn't even get a chance to do that before something else happened. And it's just like, give me a break, man. <laughs> give me a break. Um, so I don't know. That that's that was my aftermath, and that's just been my feeling for the past few days, which sucks, but you know. Glad Derek is getting life in prison. I mean, not life in prison, but basically spending the rest of his life in prison. Um, now there's a new battle to be fought. Exactly. Crazy. I don't know. Do you do you want to weigh in on that, or do you kind of? I mean, I agree, right? But at the same time, I don't want to. This isn't insignificant in any way, but th- there need. I I don't know. This marks something that should have happened. There there wasn't. I don't know. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's... Like, this isn't, like, a land... It's not landmark in that we... I don't know. We we know what should have happened, and it happened. There's other things that need to happen that have not happened yet that we've talked about on the podcast multiple times that will... This is, like, I don't know. This is after the... It's, like, there need to be things... There need to be guardrails put in place to prevent this from happening again, and that has not happened, which I think is the most worrying part of the whole thing, right? I don't know like this is it's great that he got convicted on all three counts but at the same time there's not really anything in place to stop this from happening again as you just pointed out so it's like it, it is a it, it's a small it's it's a large massive momentary win but when you think about kind of what could potentially be kind of around the bend or what's going to be kind of rolling down the road in the future I don't really know what that's going to be, and I think that's the frightening thing. Like, there's no legislation in place, or there's no guardrails in place that is really there to prevent this from happening again. So I don't think people should feel feel safer, necessarily, now that this has happened. It's just... I mean, if, if there's any, like, slap in the face you could have, it's the death of Makia Bryant. Like, yeah. I mean, as, as like I said, that same day, like there there is still is no safety and it kind of just as soon as you're kind of picking your head up a little bit you just get pushed back down of like no nothing's changed yeah it's still the it's still the same u.s don't That's you worry thing. it's like i don't know it always goes back to what we talk about like it, it everything kind of like returns to the status quo which <sighs> That's that's what we're afraid of, right? Like yeah. you make the progress, and then you just revert. Well, and that's what we're trying to balance here, right? Because obviously, it's a massive win, and it's amazing that these convictions happened. But this isn't. Is, a, is it a massive win, though? <laughs> no, well, that's what I'm trying. Like, I don't want to be. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's a I, win. I don't want to be disrespectful, right? That's no, the I only feel thing. You, I feel it's you, like, I feel but you. at the same time, like you're There's saying, a lot of work to get this done. So I don't want to discredit that. <sighs> yeah, like, but I don't a know. lot of work to like. A lot of work for not that much payoff, if I'm being quite honest. What, what do you mean? Like, there's, like, there's, we protested for like a year. <laughs> like, you well, know, we talked about this too, right? 
we talk, protested for a year. I mean, multiple protests subsequently after the George Floyd brought more attention to the issue. Other things have happened. So I mean, just so many eyes. This is like, and that's what I'm saying. It's like George Floyd's death was like the biggest we've seen in terms of a response. And it took that <laughs> to get a conviction. And it's just like, we can't do that every single time. That's you know, just I mean. in terms of, it's just, it's just not going to happen. Like how much outrage do we have to outpour is it like some type of like, you know, measurement of like, OK, if you have every single piece of evidence possible ever and then you get the entire world to look at the case, that's when you get it's like, how can we how can you replicate that over and over and over again? And that's the problem. It's that you win one, you lose 20. You win one, you lose 20. And it's just like that's not that's not equitable. There was no George Floyd that. law passed as a response of this of, you know, lethal force against, um you know, civilians or you know, uh, minorities is going to be you know strictly you know scrutinized and like nothing it was like nothing like that really came of, and that's kind of what you're saying of like you know nothing was put in place nothing was kind of you know, there was no paradigm shift. There was no yeah. paradigm shift. Oh man, we talked about this there, right? Virtue signal outrage, and that's that's what that's what's so mm. upsetting about mm. about a lot of how like politics works, though. Because I, I don't. Joe Biden made sure to get the call to the to the George Floyd family. Good move. <laughs> <laughs> he made he made sure to get that done. I know it, it's just like you said. It's one of those things where. I the Democrat I don't want to get in the like Democrats oh. love to use they love to use these issues to like prop their platform up and virtue signal and then do absolutely <laughs> nothing about it like they for will, real actually like do nothing. zero like they'll leverage people's outrage to get votes for a little bit and and then they will proceed to do nothing to fix the problem which is I don't know. And I don't know. Republicans are a hundred times worse, which is, but that's the thing, right? It's like, or do you want the people who kind of manipulate it a little bit? I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. know, man. The, the Republican party is irredeemable. So at the same time, it's like, you're not left with, you're not left with much you're Not left with slim pickings. <laughs> yeah. The pickings are slim. <laughs> Dude, this is crazy. So that's, a, I that's, mean, yeah, that's the problem you're left with. <laughs> crazy i don't know i mean there was that one did you see the video of like the uh army surgeon army sergeant like completely like a like verbally and almost physically abusing that random black kid in his neighborhood oh you yeah. see that yeah. i think i said that to you on instagram yeah i did he actually got um he, he i think he got like fired or you know like you know he's he's getting punished by the army or something like that for those actions and i was like wow i did not see that coming like that video actually really worked but it's Oh, man, it just kind of like when you, you know, it's one thing to hear about um, hate and racism and stuff like that. But when you see it actually like playing out in front of your eyes in like a a regular everyday instance, it's just like, wow, this is really like disgusting to just watch. Like, I don't know. It was just you could just see all the stereotypes and all the um all the 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 kind of built up aversion to black people in that video like you know his wife or someone is kind of recording it they're telling oh get out get out of the neighborhood like you know just just so so in line with what you've come to expect from this country and just to see it like all play out in that instance 
Um, and you know, of course the guy, cause he's bigger than it, it was really like a black teenager. Like he was maybe like 15 that he looked like, he looked very young. He's like, I'm going to carry you out, you know, all that type of stuff. And it's just like, man, I don't know stuff like that. I'm not sure if it's because I am a black guy, but stuff like that, just when you see it in person, it's just, it's so, it's so disheartening because it's just like, you just, you, you kind of realize that as much progress you've made, you've kind of made none at the same time. You know what I mean? Because there's people out there who have those like those beliefs so deeply held. Like they really believe that what they did in that video was like how you should handle that situation. And they are not going to budge. That's crazy. <laughs> That's yep. crazy. That's crazy. You know, That's like that. That's all you can say. What do you do? What do you do? How do you solve that guy? <laughs> you know what I mean? And How do you solve that guy? And that is the question, right? And I don't, I, I don't think there is necessarily an answer. To I don't, that. I don't think that. No, I, I don't have it yet. I was gonna I say, I don't have it yet. If, if, I don't know. It's just one of those things you just shake your head and you're just like, damn, <laughs> you know. So yeah, that's the that's how I'm feeling in the aftermath. It's just, I'm so happy for. I actually. Try to end it on positive. Very happy for George Floyd's family. Like we family. said, right? Yeah. Try to end it on the positive. Very happy for George Floyd's family in, you know, in a vacuum in their own kind of bubble that they've been living in. Because, man, the last year has probably just been like the worst year of their entire lives. Yeah. For his girlfriend, for his mom, for, you know, for his children, all that type of stuff. Um, Just been awful. And you finally have a year of work, a year of struggle, a year of toil pay off in this way. Very happy for them. If yeah. anything, they're the only people I'm really happy for, to be honest. Yeah, it's just kind of empty though. I don't know. Even if he gets convicted, not it's enough. like he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't bring. It's not like he brings him back. So like, yeah, con- like he got convicted, That's great. But it's like, what? What does it really do? Like, um, they'll get. Yeah, some, and it's like we had to fight so hard just to get a murderer convicted. Like, yeah. what, what are we? What are we even talking about right yeah. now? Like yeah. good, good, good for good for justice, I guess. But it doesn't bring. I don't know. This dude like you said, murdered somebody in, and it's not going to bring him anybody back that he gets convicted on these, which should have happened in <laughs> two weeks. I know the justice system doesn't work like that rather than a year to kind of get this whole thing <laughs> taken Four care years. of. After but, a lot of, a lot of back and forth. Too. Yeah. But yeah, and no happy just, note. <laughs> I'm sorry. I derailed your, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy note. Um, trying at least. So happy, happy for the George Ford family. I'm, I'm, uh, or family of George Floyd, I should say. Um, I'm happy that they um, their work paid off, but man, they had to put in a lot of work. I mean, every organization that you can think of was probably involved in this effort to get this one over the line. And it's, it's, I mean, it's so true what they say of like the only justice you get is the justice you fight for. That is, that is about it. <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're not putting the work for it, you're not going to get it, whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent. Um, Nah, man, that's that's kind of the takeaway, if anything, for me. So on that note, that has been the transition episode 55, the double nickel on this Friday <laughs> evening. You like that? The double nickel Yo, that was on good. this Friday evening. Um, hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to rate the pod five stars only. I haven't asked for a rating in a while. We're going to ask for those ratings. You got to keep those five stars up. I think our rating is like a four point something right now. Got to get that up. Yeah, I don't know who did that. Don't know who did that, but we're going to need to get that back up to a perfect five star. Not sure if that's mathematically possible, but we're going to aim for that. Make sure to follow us on the transition underscore pod if you haven't already. And uh, we're going to catch you in the next one. Peace.